week, we shared a blog post that helps you understand your state's homeschool requirements. And this week, we are going to talk about some of the key points that you will want to consider and look for as you are reviewing your state's homeschool requirements. Homeschooling isn't just about education. It's about your kids, it's about your family, and it's about a lifestyle. Hi, my name is Jackie, and I'm the founder of Homeschool Think Tank. The Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast is about community, family, education, and life. I believe that these are the things that matter to homeschool families. Tune in each week and let's talk. I'll bring you a message from my heart, an expert interview, or an interview with the ultimate homeschooling experts, homeschool families like yours. And remember to check out homeschoolthinktank.com. Now, in case you don't already know this, in the United States, every state has very different laws around homeschooling. Some states are considered homeschool friendly, so their laws are not so overwhelming to homeschooling parents and families. And other states have very restrictive homeschooling laws that can feel overwhelming to homeschooling families. So as you are reviewing your state's laws or codes or requirements or statutes, you want to consider these things. And by the way, laws, requirements, statutes, codes, to the best of my understanding, those words are sort of interchangeable. There may be particulars that I don't understand. But as I reviewed various states' laws or statutes or codes or requirements, I noticed that various states use various language around that. So that's why I think as I do. I'm not a lawyer. Homeschool Think Tank does not give legal advice. I don't give legal advice, but I'm trying to help you understand and connect you with the information that you need as a homeschooling parent. So with all of that in mind, I want to move forward, but do be sure to check the blog post that goes with this episode for more information. Okay, there are some specific requirements in various states. One of those requirements might be for the homeschooling parent to have a high school diploma. So you might need to be aware of this and find out if that is a requirement where you live, it's likely that you have a high school diploma, but if you don't, you need to know what the law is, where you live. So I think, and I said that because I want you to understand why I'm saying I think, because I haven't reviewed every single state's actual statutes yet. And it's really important to me to go right to the source to review these things as opposed to other people's websites and or other organizations websites and that's what I'm trying to link you to as I go through all of this but I think at one time there were some states that required a homeschooling parent to have maybe a a teaching degree to homeschool their children I don't think that's the case anymore but definitely check your state's laws so that you know. And my gut just tells me that with all of the people homeschooling through COVID, that states are going to be making homeschooling laws more stringent, trying to make it more difficult because what's happening is 
the state is losing a lot of funding as more parents choose to homeschool their kids. So it is not in the state's best interest to make it easy for you to homeschool your children. And I think they'll be changing laws and making them more stringent. So this is part of why I want to link directly so that you can go to your state statutes and know exactly what's going on because I think laws will be changing <laughs> a little bit too quickly in the future. Okay, something else that you need to be aware of is that you might need to submit a letter of intent to your state and or local school district so that they know you plan to homeschool your child. A letter of intent is sometimes also called a declaration of intent and sometimes you might have to write this yourself. There may be a form. There's likely a form that you can simply submit that you can fill in and submit online or by snail mail. Now, I will tell you there are some states that if you go to your local state homeschool organization and talk to people who are really knowledgeable about your state's laws and requirements, they're going to tell you you should mail it in and not submit it online because in the long run, this hurts homeschooling parents and homeschooling families and it can impact laws around homeschooling. That's something to talk about another day, but my thought is if you're going to do it by mail, at least do it by certified mail so you have something that shows you actually mailed that in. All right, something else you'll want to be aware of is school age. You need to know the age that your state government requires children to participate in compulsory education. Compulsory education is mandated education, education that is the law, right? So let's say your state doesn't require your child to go to school until they are six. Then maybe you don't want to send a letter of intent to homeschool when your child is five for the same reason that some states recommend that you mail versus submit online a letter of intent to your state department of education. So I really think you always want to talk to your local homeschooling organization because things that you do as an individual and that we all do as individuals add up and can impact homeschooling laws in the future that don't serve homeschooling families. If you're new to homeschooling or you're thinking about homeschooling, be sure to check out our Start Homeschooling section on the Homeschool Think Tank website. Also, if you're thinking about homeschooling, you'll want to read or listen to my book, Think Homeschool, Live and Learn Your Way. It is available as an audiobook, ebook, or paperback. All right. Another thing that you need to be aware of is your state's or your school district's school calendar year. You know, many schools start in the middle of August and end at the end of May or in June. And it definitely seems to be a trend that we're going more and more toward year-round schooling. So you need to know what those dates are for the calendar year. You also need to know if you are required to keep the same dates as a homeschooling family. In some states, you literally are required to keep the same 
hours, not even just the same dates. In other states, it doesn't matter. Let's say your school year is based on 180 school days. As long as you get the 180 days in, it doesn't really matter which days your kids are doing school per se. In other states, it does matter. So you need to look at this and be aware of it. You also need to know the hours of instruction. How many hours a day are you required to teach your child? So just know what's, what the requirements are in the state where you live. You also need to know the number of days that your child is required to be quote unquote in school. Something else you want to look for and be aware of is do you have to keep attendance records of which days your children did quote unquote school. So, and you might hear sort of my eye roll around quote unquote school. I would encourage you to go back to <laughs> the summer of 2020 podcast episodes. And I did a four part series on the differences between school and homeschooling and education and learning, because I do not believe that school is synonymous with education. And I think we've been really well conditioned as a society to believe that school equals education. And I do believe education and learning can happen in school, but I don't believe that your children need to go to school to be educated or to learn. So you might check that out and I'll link to those episodes in the show notes or in the blog post that goes with this episode. When I say the show notes, I keep very short show notes with one link toward a blog post. And then that blog post has all the links that you're going to need that we talk about in any given episode. All right, something else you need to be aware of is what are the required subjects in your state? So your state might require your child to complete grade level requirements for math, language arts, or social studies, science, physical education, or fine arts. So just be aware of this. Something else you need to consider is, does your state require an annual assessment? So your state's laws might require that your child participate in an annual assessment or an achievement test, you know, something like the Iowa test of basic skills or something along those lines. I did notice as I'm going through all of this that some states actually require that curriculum be taught in the English language. So if you are a family who does not speak English, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably speak English, but if your state requires that, you might want to move to a different state. And I have to say, there are times that I do believe it is worth moving to a different state if you want to homeschool your children, because some states, I just, I wouldn't want to live there to homeschool my kids. Okay, and then high school diplomas. You want to understand what your state requirements are to help your child earn their high school diploma. So let me share a few things that I know homeschooling families do. Some families do a written homeschooling high school diploma, which in the state where I live, I can write my child a high school diploma as a homeschooling parent, you know, as they complete their requirements. And 
my oldest daughter is nearly done with her high school requirements and she's well on her way with her college requirements. So I'm writing her a high school diploma, but I am also choosing with her to have her do a GED or something like that because nobody's ever going to argue with that. However, though, it's not necessary. And if you ever do have somebody argue with your child's high school diploma, that's a a written homeschool diploma, you need to reach out to HSLDA. That's Homeschool Legal Defense Association. That's the place to go when you really want to know more about legal requirements from the homeschooling perspective, but they're good. (laughs) You, You just, you need to be aware of HSLDA. And I personally think you should be a member of Homeschool Legal Defense Association. I am, and I suggest that you are too. Their membership is very inexpensive and will help protect you if you ever come against up against your state with disagreements about your homeschooling, right? So if your state department of education ever comes knocking on your door, the first thing you need to do is call HSLDA. Get a hold of them before you even speak. So we'll talk more about that another day. These are things that you need to know. And oh, with the high school diploma. So some people do that. Some people end up doing a dual credit type thing through a local college. Some parents do end up putting their kids back in school. That is absolutely not necessary, though. I really want to encourage you if you want to homeschool all the way through, you do not need to put your kids back in public school. And you don't need to have them do a GED or something like that either. That's just a choice that we've made in our family. And I have told my daughter, you present the one that benefits you the most. Then you have a choice. Uh, You know, if you feel that the GED is going to benefit you most, great. If you feel that your homeschool high school diploma is going to benefit you most, great. You do what works for you. So these are things that you want to consider, that you want to know about. And I hope you find this helpful. We'll be talking more about various legal things in the future, and I just always want to help send you to the right places to get the information that you need, but I have personally found a lack of people actually and organizations actually sharing the links to your state's statutes, their actual laws, which is why in the last episode I talked all about that and why I'm mentioning it again now, I want you to be able to go and look at that directly. So again, check out the blog post that goes with this episode and we will visit with you next week. Same time, same place, live and learn your way. My name is Jackie and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Oh yeah, if you found this episode helpful, please share this with any organization, any family that you think would find this helpful. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast. Depending on where you're listening, look for a follow button or a plus button or a subscribe button. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, would you mind leaving a review or a thumbs up? Next, if you think another family or group would find this episode helpful, would you mind sharing this episode? Finally, be sure to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. 
You'll also be able to use our advanced podcast search engine to quickly bring you right to the moment you are looking for in this episode. When you go to the Homeschool Think Tank website, you'll also want to check out our collection of educational podcasts that your family will love. We have suggested podcasts for kids, teenagers, and parents. And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank parenting podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank parenting podcast. Bye-bye.